What is going on, everybody? Jamie Shaw here on the Absolute Basketball Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a recruiting episode, a recruiting edition coming in for the South Carolina 2021 class. Wanted to go through uh, the tiers of players, wanted to go through uh, some sleepers to go with and, and kind of give you an understanding, give the college coaches, give the people an understanding as to what 2021 in South Carolina has to offer and where to look at. But before we get into it, we ask that you go ahead and please subscribe to this podcast. If you would, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And if you would also please uh, leave us a comment about what you, what you enjoyed <clears throat> about this podcast, uh, which player you like, which player you think specifically is number one um, in the South Carolina 2021 class. But without further ado, here we go, jumping in South Carolina's 2021 class on the Absolute Basketball Podcast. Starting off with Tier 1. So South Carolina has recently gone through a 10-year uh, type of period where the uh, the talent level has been off the charts. You have obviously most recently with Zion Williamson and Ja Morant. You also have guys like PJ Dozer, Darius Thornwell, Jawan Evans. Uh, you have Aaron Neesmith in this upcoming draft. You have Nick Claxton, and the list goes on and on of players who have very who have done very well uh, coming out of South Carolina, uh, both uh, going into the professional levels and and, and playing uh, in the NBA. And you have countless numbers of guys who have gone on to college basketball and played well. Um, in college and, and throughout the, the Division One ranks and all that kind of stuff too. So South Carolina is, is turning into a, a must-recruit place for college coaches um, coming out with talent every single year. So I wanted to go into this upcoming class, the 2021 class, in lieu of not having a, uh, a live period going on right now. wanted to go through some of the players in the 2021 class for coaches to look at. Uh, for the fans to look at and all that kind of stuff too, so that these players are still getting some exposure during this time of quarantine and everything. We'll start, uh, we're not going through rankings. We're not going to go through all that stuff. I know a lot of people like to go uh, rank them one through 10 and everything. We're going to go tiers. So there's going to be clear tiers, kind of like an NBA draft board. There's clear tiers of player. We're going to go through the top three tiers of players. And then we're going to go through some sleepers uh, who could make huge steps going forward uh, into, the, into the classes and all that kind of stuff. Tier one. Tier one is a three-person tier. Um, there's three players that everybody knows about. Uh, two of them are ranked among the top 100 in the country across the board. That's John Butler and Bryce McGowan's. And then a third one, uh, who should soon be a top 100 type of player, and who, who might actually end up being the top player overall in the class uh, when things are said and done, and Cesar Edwards at Hartsville High School. We'll start with John Butler. John Butler's been in the national spotlight for the longest time. He's a seven-foot player. Uh, he's about 185 pounds right now, and that's kind of the knock on him is, is how thin he is. But you look at him. Uh, he's, he's a top 100 player. He's got offers from Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, Xavier, Florida State, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, Clemson, Virginia Tech right now. Uh, he's very skilled. Um, he, he's able to shoot the three ball and puts it on the floor for his high school team. He brings the ball up the court. He plays the five position on defense. A very good shot blocker, good timing. Um, he's still figuring himself out as a player. He's got a, a vast skill set, so he's still kind of figuring out who he is as a player. Um, but there's, without question, he's a 20 and 10 guy with five block shots per game uh, for his high school team, Christ, Christ Church Episcopal up in Greenville, South Carolina. His dad um, is his high school coach. His mom uh, played at the University of South Carolina, too, um, as well. So he, he comes from a basketball family. He's got a younger brother, Jordan, who's another high-level player to watch as well in the 2023 class. But John, seven foot tall. He's got ball skills. He, he can move his feet on the perimeter. Uh, he's got three-point ability. Uh, he's got stuff around the basket. He's got ability to, to, to grab the rebound and break. His level, his level will be matched by his weight. How much weight is he able to put on? And that will ultimately decide, you know, his tier and how, how good he ends up being. Conversely, looking over at Cesar Edwards, Cesar is already 6'10 and about 215, 220. He's really filling out rapidly. Uh, the thing with him is, is he's just coming to his own 
when he was playing with Trey Hannibal, when Trey Hannibal was getting 60 and 20 in playoff games, Cesar was kind of a corner spot shooter. He's always been able to shoot the ball, shoot the three ball well. Now, he, this past year, he was tasked with being the man. So it was his team, his junior year, six foot 10, and he was doing stuff all over the floor. He was taking off the bounce. He was knocking down trail threes. He was hitting the mid-post fadeaways. He was putting his back to the basket, finishing the, to the rim. The light's coming on for him, um, and it's coming on at a pretty rapid pace. Um, he's sitting here right now. He's, he's not a nationally ranked player yet, but he's got offers from Virginia Tech, Clemson, Texas A&M, Xavier, VCU, uh, Florida State, Providence, Florida, Wake Forest, Ole Miss. So he's got, a, he's got a ranked player's offer sheet, and I feel like as these national guys see him, the ranking will come uh, slowly but surely um, as well. But as I said before, he's got the upside to be the highest level player in this class when all is said and done. Um, and the light is really coming on for him. He plays uh, in Hartsville, South Carolina, which is kind of off the beaten path. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he just does a lot of stuff on the floor uh, from his ability to, to knock down jump shots, ability to create uh, off the bounce, his ability to play from the high post, his ability to post up, especially in the mid post. He's got some really good stuff there. Um, and his game continues to develop. And he's already 6'10", like 215, 220 as well. Lots of upside there. It's going to be very exciting to see as he continues to progress. And then Bryce McGowan's younger brother of Pitt transfer to Nebraska, Trey McGowan's. Uh, Bryce is a Florida State commitment already. He's a consensus top 75 player in the country, um, standing at 6'5". He is a – the key to his game is smooth. Everything Bryce does on the floor is smooth. He's got a smooth handle. He's got a smooth jump shot. He's, he glides with his athleticism. He's got great length and all that kind of stuff. He's a true shooting guard on the floor. Um, his ability to kind of create off the bounce, uh, to get to his own spots, and to knock down jump shots. He's got a beautiful-looking jump shot. Um, he's got some anticipation in the passing lanes. He's able to play on the ball as a secondary ball handler as well. He transferred this past year from Wren High School to Legacy Early College. He'll be at Legacy Early College this year, joining two other guys we're about to talk about, Ike Cornish and Jacoby Wright. Um, to be one of the best backcourts in the Southeast, let alone probably the country, um, when you look at it, um, he will uh, – his, his best basketball also is ahead of him because he's still thin. Um, you know, being, you know, the family he comes from and all that kind of stuff, they're not afraid to work. He's going to work. Mom's a, mom's a basketball coach. I believe his dad's a football coach. Brother's obviously a Division One basketball player going to Nebraska next year too. He's going to put in the work. The weight will come, all that kind of stuff, too. So you, there's a thing now as to where he's kind of hovering in the, you know, the, the latter part of the top 100 where you can see in two or three years as his body continues to develop that he just kind of shoots up those, um, that, that, that board and becomes one of the better players within this class. Um, you know, the, the smooth nature of his game with his length, his natural athleticism and all that kind of stuff, um, the base of his game, the floor of his game, there and as he continues to develop the strength and the weight and stuff it's only going to get better because the game is played with skill these days skill is the name of the game these days and as as you continue to layer all the explosion and and, and um strength on top of skill that's when the player just gets better and better and better and that's kind of where Bryce McGowan's is now and that's what we're looking forward to with John Butler and Cesar Edwards is too as the explosion the coordination the strength continues to layer on top of the skill set that they already possess because all three of these guys are incredibly skilled as it is especially for players their size, as they, as they layer all this stuff and experience. Not as much for McGowan's. McGowan's has had experience and stuff. But as they layer experience with their current bodies, big guys take longer to develop. As, as Butler and Cesar continue to develop experience with their current bodies and skill set, figuring their games out, they will only get better. Just the same with Bryce McGowan's as he continues to layer 
all the explosion, all the strength and all that stuff on top of his skill set that he already has, he's just going to get better and better and better. And I think all three of these guys, these are the top tier guys in the state. I feel like all three of these guys are guys who could outplay their current ranking at, at that next level. Moving down now to tier two. Tier two uh, is Ike Cornish, RJ Felton, Robert McRae, the fifth, Josh Beadle, and Jacoby Wright. Um, it's a five tier, second tier. Um, you start off with Ike Cornish. Ike Cornish, who just, um, I guess, revealed his top six, Xavier, Georgetown, Virginia Tech, St. John's, Maryland, and Rutgers, is a big-time shooter. Standing at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's got kind of a feathery touch, uh, quick release, high release, um, and he knocks it down. He's able to he, – he, he, this past year developed very nicely into a one- and two-dribble pull-up, especially coming, um, you know, going to the side. And then, um, you know, his game's developing around the shooting, but his size and ability to shoot at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, really kind of propels them to being kind of that high level type of guy. He's probably a he's probably in that 90 to 125 range rankings wise. Uh definitely a top 150 guy in the country type of stuff. And he's got the 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 offer sheet to kind of go along with that. He should put up really good numbers this year, as we said before, he'll be with Jacoby Bright, who who we just mentioned, and then Bryce McGowan, who we went into uh just a second ago. So that should be a very good backcourt. And they're all three able to kind of play off each other and everything. Um, as well so he should put up some pretty good numbers this year should get a lot of open looks as well or you know one-on-one -on -one type of matchups or contested jump shots you know with with closeout style jump shots where he's able to put it on the floor for a dribble and hit, hit an open pull-up but uh, that with Cornish and you go to RJ Felton so far the four guys that we've mentioned are incredibly skilled and while RJ is in, an incredibly skilled player he, he plays the point guard for his team he's a 20 points per game guy he can really shoot the ball as well um, his rugged toughness is kind of the calling card for his game. He's kind of a guy who plays with an all-out abandon uh, that will get him um, to produce all over the court. You know, he's a, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's a, you know, 20-plus point. He's probably an eight-plus rebound, three or four assists, every kind of game, three steals, couple block shots a game, guards one through five at the high school level, and, and kind of just gets it done. He's the type of player that, you know, a college coach would ask, "What does he do?" Well. He wins. You know, there's nothing as rugged, as blue collar, it's tough, um, nothing really sexy about it. And then you just look at the overall breadth of the stat sheet after the fact and you see, wow, he affected the game all over the floor and was the best player on the floor without question. Right now, Coastal Carolina, College of Charleston, North Florida, USC Upstate are the offers. He's got a couple more as well. Um, he's, he plays at Aiken High School, six foot three, 2021 20, prospect. Um, he, he's just a tough, rugged guy who produces, he's athletic and explosive. Um, he's one who, who could very well see he's one that had they played the summer, he, his stock would have risen drastically as he's seen, but we'll see what happens playing at Aiken high school next year. Uh, coach Darius Jackson does a great job there and stuff. And he does a great job promoting his kids and, and putting his kids in, in, in good spots to succeed there. So, um, RJ Felton is in that tier, Robert McRae, the fifth at uh, AC Flora High School with Coach Josh Staley. He's 6'4", 6'5", in that range, very lengthy, um, very uh, – and, and he really came on strong this last year. Uh, he he's grew up kind of as a point guard. He's grown into being about 6'4", 6'5", now. So he's kind of more of a combo, probably more of a true two right now. Last year, he answered any questions about his jump shot. That was kind of it going in. He's he, – and, uh, you know – now he shot at like a 38, 39% last year. He's left-handed. Uh, it's kind of a set shot, but he knocks it down. As I said, 39% uh, 
uh, last year and all that kind of stuff. What he's also developed in typical South Carolina fashion, they've kind of developed that stuff uh, late. He's explosive as all get out. He's a guy who will take one dribble, get downhill, and put it on your head. Um, and that type of that type of oomph, that type of um, grit is coming to his game even more and more. He's being a little more exuberant with his actions and, and, and confident um, in his ability to being able to take over. This is another one, like RJ, who's kind of stuck in between um, you know, levels right now. He, he could have had a huge explosion. He's the type of player who could, who could take just one weekend. If in one weekend, let's say he goes to the, you know, playing with upper stars, goes to the Adidas uh, gauntlet, plays a weekend and, has, and strings together four straight really good games, which he's capable of doing. The stuff that he's able to do and how he's able to do it with his length and body, he could have, you know, catapulted into some rankings and all that kind of stuff with offers uh, coming through and all that kind of stuff. Um, but as it stands right now, Wake Forest, Old Dominion, Winthrop, Murray State, Coastal Carolina um, are the offers that he stands at. It would, not be, it would not surprise to see him take that jump to where the Wake Forest offer is kind of where, where things settle in at. Um, as we said, his skill set and what he does on the floor uh, is very conducive um, to really turning people's heads with his ability to get downhill, put, it up, put, you know, put down the dunk, score 20, knock down threes. I was at one game last year. I watched him where he knocked down six threes in a game. He was like six or seven from three, hitting pull-ups and, you know, dribble pull-ups on the break and all that kind of stuff too. Um, so the jump shot questions have been answered. Only thing here is for him to continue to get more confident. It's going to be his team this year. He shared the court last year with Patrick Iriel, um and a couple other guys. Uh, Iriel's going off to South Carolina, six foot ten. Um, so now it's going to be no question, not only within the AC floor lineup, but the city of Columbia. People know who Robert McRae is. They're going to come, he's going to be the guy. He's going to have to step up to be the guy. And it will be very interesting to watch him this year, how he handles that, how he steps up to the plate, because the talent level is there for him to take over and possibly be the best player within the city. It'll be interesting to watch. Moving forward, Josh Beadle, another guy, Cardinal Newman High School, Columbia, South Carolina, who's in the question of being one of the top guys in the city. Josh has all the tools. He's a two-time defending state champion right now. Uh, coming off of last year where he's a uh, – he's for his career, he scored over 1,000 points. He shoots 40% from three right on the dot uh, for his career with 250-plus makes, um, you know, 400-plus rebounds, 250 assists. Um, he's just an all-around guy. He's got every tool in the box. He's got the three-point shot, as you can see, as he's a 40% three-point shooter. He's got the ball and string. I mean, he's got the ability to make you look silly as a defender uh, if you press up on him too tight. He's got the blow-by stuff, and he's got the elbow, the rim athleticism. He's got the full gamut. And last year was the first year that the team was his team. He, he spent a lot of the time injured, um, but he came back and, um, you know, he still played. But the first year was his team. The year before that, he was with Chico Carter, who ended up at Murray State. Now uh, Josh's team was last year, and he stepped up to the plate. There's still more room for growth. This, just this month, he's picked up Wake Forest, Clemson, St. Louis, and VCU offers. And that level is kind of the baseline as to where you'll see that area, just like we said with Robert McRae, that area should be what he gets moving forward as more people see him, as his film circulates more. As you see the fact that he's a six foot three lengthy player, elbow above the rim, three point shooter with the ball and a string. There's a lot, there's a lot to like with that. His whole thing, again, just like Rob's gonna be confidence. He's gotta he's gotta continue to develop that alpha mentality. It's gonna be his team this year. And just like with Rob, how is he going to um, how is he going to handle that? What's he going to look like moving forward? Both of those guys could be the best player in the city. They very well could be. Um, the stars will be aligned. Uh, 
they both should be vying for state championships. They both should be, you know, have a lot of eyes on them. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how they handle that um, and how they do moving forward. I'm putting them in tier two because I'm betting on them succeeding this year. And then the final, the fifth guy in fear to, uh, tier two is Jacoby Wright, legacy early college, joining Bryce McGowan's and Ike Cornish, as we, um, as we mentioned before. Wright is a six-foot-two point guard. Now, a lot of people will look at him and sit there and say, oh, are you sure, all that kind of stuff. But what Wright does is he makes a team better. He is insanely efficient with the basketball in his hands. He takes care of possessions. He gets his teammates in the right spots. He shoots the absolute cover off the ball. He doesn't turn it over. And he, and he does it at the highest level um, against the highest level competition. I mean, the Legacy Early College was a nationally ranked team playing a national schedule. And he was the leading scorer last year at like 18 a game. Uh, he's also their leading assist guy. Um, he's got great length. Uh, he's got good anticipation in the passing lanes um, as well. Um, but his thing is that he's efficient. He's the type of guy who doesn't have that, that sexy burst, the one that gets downhill, dunks it on you, or the, or the guy who, who dances with the ball on a string um, and then breaks his man down, breaks his ankle, and hits a pull-up jumper and, and looks at him and stuff. He's not that guy. But what he is is the guy – who makes every single winning play possible on the floor. And his team ends up better off because of it. He's the type of guy who's going to go to college. And if he goes to the mid-major or high-major level, whichever one it is, he's going to win a ton of games because he makes the team better. And he plays his role, and he bleeds winning basketball. And that's just what Jacoby Wright is and what Jacoby Wright does. He's got that it factor. Uh, he does a lot of things very well. He doesn't do anything that you necessarily look at and be like, it's because of that outside of winning it's just one of those guys who you, you, you just see he gets all the accolades because he wins well that's Jacoby Wright he gets all the accolades because he wins and then moving on to tier three tier three you have Corey Richardson Chase McDuffie Colin Rodriguez and Mason Grant these guys these four um are, are I guess kind of the third the third tier of guy you start off with Corey Richardson um he was formerly ranked a uh, top 100 guy. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at now uh, with those rankings. I haven't looked um, at the rivals or 247. Uh, I didn't see him in there, so I'm not sure. But he's formally ranked in, among the rivals top 100. Um, he's the type of guy who's got the ball on a string. He's got uh, armpit at the rim athleticism. Um, and he's got really, really, really good vision. So um, he, he's kind of got all the flash and all the substance uh, to his game. Um, and so he's very fun to watch. He's very exciting. Uh, you get him out on the floor. He's the type of guy in the open court who can come down and, and do some fancy dunks and really get the crowd involved. Or he's also the type of guy who could get it in the half court and throw some, um, some thread the needle type passes that really find uh, the open man um, for some exciting type plays. He's got the ball on the string. Uh, he is a guy who can break you down off the bounce and, and, and make you look kind of silly as, as, a, as a guard as well. Uh, very excitable. Uh, he, he, he claims a Clemson offer uh, that's on his verbal commits page. Um, so he's kind of stuck right there uh, in between kind of where uh, the offers are, are going to come. It's without certain or it's without question that he's going to have a ton of offers coming, uh, you know, with his 6'3 size as well. There's a lot to like there with, with Corey. Uh, Chase McDuffie, he's picked up a flurry of offers here in the last uh, week or so. Um, right now he's sitting at Cleveland State, North Carolina A&T. Uh, South Carolina State, St. Bonaventure, Winthrop, and USC Upstate, six foot five. Uh, his thing is shooting. He's just a smooth, skilled shooter. He's got great positional size. 
um, and his ability to really, really shoot and score the ball um, is what bleeds through. Um, he's got some athleticism to him, um, but, you know, again, <laughs> shooting. He's won back-to-back state championships with the team. He played 17U last year with the Carolina Pressure. He's always played up in age group against older kids. He's always produced. Um, this was going to be a big summer for him. It's going to be interesting to see how it played out. Uh, and he's the type of kid who, again, had he played big for one weekend, he could have picked up, you know, 10, 15 or so offers because he's the type of guy who could sit there and go off for six, seven threes in a game and just knock them down with his size and his length and all that kind of stuff too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of appeal to that. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's good to see that the flurry of offers are starting to come. Um, expect those type, the Cleveland State, St. Bonaventure to kind of be the area that it settles in, possibly gets a little bit higher than that. We'll see how it goes playing for great, uh, great collegiate school um, and everything too. But Chase McDuffie is another player in tier three, moving down to Con Rodriguez, a six foot two guard out of North Augusta. Um, he's a little bit lesser known, um, but it, he's an explosive scorer. Last year, he played pretty much three fourths of the year with a pulled groin. Um, and he was still the team's leading scorer. Um, he, they had to limit his minutes. They had to bring him off the bench uh, to kind of limit his minutes because of the, the groin uh, injury. Um, but he was still able to lead the team to score, and the team was still able to go to, like, the third or fourth round of the playoffs. Um, good team. I think he averaged around 17 a game. Uh, he's a big-time bucket getter. And that's pretty much just flat out what it is. He's a big-time bucket getter. He can shoot the ball. He's got a first step. Uh, he's got armpit the rim type of athleticism. He's very strong. Um, he can put the ball on the floor off the bounce. Uh, he can create off the bounce. He can create in the half court, and he's electric in the in the full court as well. Very excited to see what he looks like when he comes back 100% healthy. Um, when, this could have been a big summer for him as well. This is one of those. This is one of those things. These South Carolina kids, they're getting hurt during the summer, and that's part of the reason to why I want to do this podcast. But him not playing in the summer, um, you know, it, it may or may not. I don't know. He doesn't have any offers right now. He's still kind of an unknown player. And the fact that he bought some buzz in the last year and then was injured and played a lot of the season injured, you didn't get to show the full aspect as to what he is as a player. Um, you know, I, I've seen multiple games uh, of him, uh, even last summer, uh, team camps and all that kind of stuff, where he, where he went for 30-plus like it was nothing, just easy, just all over the floor, getting wherever he wanted on the, on the floor and all that kind of stuff, too, with explosion and dunking on kids and getting out transition, shooting the passing lanes and just, just, just a full arsenal of – being a tough guy who can score buckets and defend the ball. So it'll be interesting to see where he comes back at this summer playing for North Augusta. And then Mason Grant, six foot six wing down at Porter Gallup School. Um, last year, he averaged 22 points a game. Um, you know, Porter Gallup, obviously, in recent years, they came through with Josiah James and, and Aaron Neesmith. And we're not saying that Mason Grant's at that level, but what we're saying is that Mason Grant's carrying the torch just fine. Um, for them. Uh, he, he's, he's very lengthy and he's got elbow, at least elbow at the rim type of athleticism. Uh, he's got rip through ability to put it on the floor, get downhill and put it on your head. Uh, he can shoot. He's a smooth three point shooter. He's got that nice little range um, and he's developing in the middle, in, in the mid range. Um, you know, his game is, is raw. He just came to Port Gal this past year and he played his whole life as kind of a, uh, a post player. He came to Port Gal, they moved him out to the wing. Um, and his game over this past year developed immensely. Uh, you know, 22 a game for Portugal. I think Portugal made it to the Final Four? No, Elite Eight. The Elite Eight of the state tournament. Um, and he was the best player on the team. He was the focal point of the team. Um, you know, standing at, at, at a strong 6'6", 
Um, you know, he shot the three ball well. He got it on the floor. And he's still got the post-up stuff. So he can still put, you know, put his back to the basket. He can still score from the mid-range, uh, from the mid-post and, and create from the mid-post and all that kind of stuff. Good rebounder, very athletic player who's got ceiling to go because of his developmental curve moving out to the perimeter. There's still some stuff there. There's still some fluidity and some comfort level to get to. But he's a player who works his tail off. He's in a great program that develops players. And he showed, he showed incredible production last year and a steep developmental curve. If he takes that same step that he did last year into next year, um, it'll, it'll be obvious to the fact that he'll get, um, you know, he'll continue to rise and, and, and firmly be in this tier three. And then some sleepers. Uh, South Carolina, this 2021 class is as deep as a class as it's been in a while. As you see, you have the top-ranked national guys. Um, you know, there, there's uh, three top 100-type guys. There's probably anywhere between, you know, five or six other type of one, one top 150-type guys. And, and the list keeps going on from there. Um, but here are some sleepers that aren't necessarily talked about at that level yet, um, but very well could end up being um, talked about at that level yet, if not even higher. Uh, we'll start off. Uh, with Jalen Brazil. Uh, he just picked up a winter ball for yesterday. Uh, he's a five foot 11 point guard for Dorman. Dor he's the starting point guard for Dorman, uh, who finished up being the number two ranked team in the country uh, last year uh, per, um, uh, per Max Preps. Winter was his first offer. The kid's just a gamer. The kid's a gamer. There are, there's no stage too big. There's no light too bright. He just comes out and makes winning plays. He defends, he passes, he hits an unbelievable mid-range jump shot. Um, you know, his dad's a high school coach, and, and that bleeds through. His IQ is through the roof, and he's a guy who just comes out and, and, and makes plays and makes winning plays. And, it'll be, and I'm happy that Winter uh, stepped forward, and it'll be interesting to see who else joins them. Um, I think there's a very real thing here is Dorman just reloads. They lost Miles Tate. They lost P.J. Hall. They lost Justin Amati, kind of their three-headed monster. They get back now. Um, you know, they, ha they have Brazil coming back. Then they'll have Jordan Surratt stepping up. And they'll have Clowney stepping up. Um, they'll have, um, you know, just, just Dorman's going to be good. Plain and simple, Dorman's going to be good. It's going to be Brazil's team to run this year, and there's going to be no questions asked about that. Um, and, and, you know, as they vie for their fifth straight state championship there, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who all – continues to step forward, um, you know, because it's one of those things as to where you, you cast all the size questions aside and say, you know what, this dude just goes out and gets it done. Brazil's kind of in that, in that territory. You got Corey Graham, six foot three guard out of Manning High School. Um, he is explosive, strong and explosive player. He missed most of last year with a torn ACL. Um, so he wasn't going to probably come back until the July timeframe. And then, we'll, you know, who knows how, healthy he was going to be at that point in time but Corey Graham is an as electric of a player as there is in the state of South Carolina he can really score the ball get downhill finish really above the rim he's strong um, and all that kind of stuff the big question will be how does he come back obviously as you know with the, with the surgeries with the ACL type stuff um, it's more mental than it is physical the surgeries are good well well done tight you can come back within eight months but it takes typically you know 12 to um, you know 12 to 18 months to get the mental aspect of it back too so uh, we'll see where he comes back after injury, pre-injury, he was an absolute joy to watch. Um, another one, uh, Jay Bree Perry, um, six foot eight. Um, he averaged 25 points, eight rebounds, shot 66% from the field. He averaged uh, two assists, two and a half steals, and three and a half blocks per game. Just an explosive, lengthy, runs the floor like a, like a gazelle type of player. Um, 
you know, he's, he's a big time sleeper in the class. Not many people know about him, um, but he's one also too, who could vault possibly into one of these tiers, um, you know, who, or could have used this summer to vault into one of these tiers, one of these top three tiers um, of players and, and his recruitment should pick up along that. I'm excited to see what D one's coming to play for him and get out to see him. Um, you know, as we said, six foot eight, 25 points per game, three and a half blocks and eight rebounds per game. Um, he can put it on the floor a little bit. He can shoot it a little bit. He really runs the floor. Well, he's got great timing, uh, you know, elbow at the rim, athleticism and all that kind of stuff. And he, um, you know, as he continues to go, it'll be interesting to see how he, uh, what he picks up and everything. You got Tyler Rice at Ridgeview High School. Uh, he scored 23 points in the state championship game this year. They won back-to-back. -back. Uh, he's just a tough-minded guard. Uh, he, he puts the ball on the floor. He can create. He can get downhill to the basket. He can create off the half court. He can shoot the ball. Um, standing at six foot one at Ridgeview High School, he's, he's just a tough-minded guard. He's got a, he's got a handful of Division one offers already. Um, Western Carolina, A&T, um, the such. Um, but he's a player who, who just continues to play for winning teams. And not only does he play for those winning teams, he produces. He produces at a high level. Um, you know, he's a player who you should consider D1s to still come through for. Um, and he's a player, too, who could end up having a huge year uh, this year and vault himself into one of these tiers also. Um, this is going to be his team. This Ridgeview team going for the three-peat is going to be his team. He's going to be the guard. He's going to be the man there. Um, you know, and he's, he's primed to take a step, to take a level, and to jump into one of these tiers. Um, the stage is set for him to be able to do that. Also, Quentin Flood, six-foot-five, just explosive wing. Um, he's, he's strong. He's well-built. He's highly explosive um, type of player. He averaged 14 points, eight rebounds, two assists per game last year. He can shoot the ball a little bit. Uh, he also has picked up some offers here recently. Uh, USC Upstate, um, I believe, being the most recent one. Uh, he's a Division One player for sure. Um, he plays with Laura Richland with Corey Richardson. They're a very exciting duo. They play off of each other very well. Um, so he'll be one to see. It'll be interesting to see how he continues uh, to progress. He kind of is in the same line, you know, as, as a six foot five guy um, who can do a lot of things on the floor as defensively, he's, he, he can really has the, the dimensions to shine um, as he learns how to play it properly and all that kind of stuff. He really has the length and athleticism, strength, and pop to be able to shine, guard multi-positions possibly at the next level. Uh, Mac Washington at Marion High School is just a bucket getter, six foot three, um, really scores the ball. He's also, um, you know, a, a pretty good academic kid as well. Um, but, you know, he's a 20-plus point per game guy. He can shoot the three ball. He can get downhill. He can get those spots off the bounce and stuff. And as he continues to tighten things up, um, you know, he's one who – who the D1 should be looking at. Uh, he's a definite uh, full scholarship type of guy. Um, also looking over Janiel Pittman at Lancaster High School. Um, he's more along the lines of an R.J. Felton type of kid. Um, you know, the production just speaks volumes. He's strong. He's gritty. He's explosive. Um, he, he will come down the paint and just put it on your head. He can create off the bounce. He can find his spots and just do a lot of things. He's, he's a six foot three at Lancaster High School. Um, he's been their leading scorer for the last two years, uh, one of the biggest high schools in the state. Um, you know, he's one of those guys, well, what does he do? Well, he wins. He's, he wins, and I don't want to play against him is the type of player that he is. He's a full scholarship type of guy, and it's going to be interesting to see how his recruitment takes place uh, heading into the next year. And then lastly, 
Well, no, there'll be two more guys. AJ Allen Spock uh, out of Hillcrest High School, six foot eight, um, big man. Uh, he's he's kind of a throwback type of big. His dad played at Clemson. Um, he was a seven footer. Uh, AJ has continued to grow. I guess in the last year he's grown two or three inches. He was about six foot five or six foot six last summer. He's standing six foot eight now. Um, he's a he's a technical kind of low block type of guy. Good good hands, great footwork, great touch around the basket. He's got uh, he he knows how to post. He's doing some uh, some face up stuff from the high post, eighteen feet and everything. Uh, really good touch. Uh, his free throw stroke is smooth too. It'll be interesting to see how big he ends up getting because, as we said, he's grown two or three inches in the last year. So, um, if he continues to grow, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, his star will continue to shine. But there's kind of a, a thing there with him is to you know what you're going to get. But what you get is something that's good, very technical, very skilled, very sound um, with, with, with touch and hands and all that kind of stuff on the block. Um, and then lastly, Cohen Gaskins at Pinewood Prep. Um, he is a six foot five um, wing. Uh, he's just he's just a, that guy. He's that guy. You know you don't you don't know how to describe it. You want to question everything about his game when you watch him. You want to question how athletic is he. You want to question how um, all this type of stuff. But then all of a sudden you go and you see that he goes out against talent and scores thirty five. You know with seven assists and eleven rebounds. Um, you know he plays upright. Um, you know, get probably better leverage. You could probably get, you know, a little looser in his hips and all that kind of stuff. But you cannot discount the production that he continuously has. He played up last year at 17U um, on the TMP team. Um, he shoots the cover off the ball. He can get to his spots off the bounce. He's really good in the, in the mid post. Um, you know, he's really good at the short corner area too. He can put his back to the basket. He's got excellent vision. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things as to where, you want to question it, but then at the end of the day, you look at the stat line, you look and see that, you know, he sends his team to the final four every single year, um, you know, of the state playoffs. And you see the fact that, you know what, this high academic kid can really hoop. Um, let's stop questioning it and let's just look at what he does. And, and, and he does some stuff very well um, also. And then Bailey Wiseman, finally, uh, James Island, um, six foot two guard. He's got a Charleston Southern offer. Um, he's just kind of got that it factor about him. Um, he's kind of like one of those guys who grew up in the mid nineties, two thousands in West Virginia, like a Brett Nelson type of guy, kind of one of those gunslingers. He can brings the ball down the floor. He's able to shoot it, um, off the bounce. He can stop and pop from the mid range. He can cross you up and get you off balance and put you on skates and, and get to his spots. Um, he still needs to kind of develop his strength. Um, but you know, what junior in high school doesn't, um, he's got, you know, uh, range out to the volleyball line. He's got the ability to get past his man off the bounce without a screen. Uh, he can make play in the paint. Um, you know, he's got floater. He plays off of two feet. Um, he's got craft around the basket and all that kind of stuff. And as he continues to, to grow, as he continues to get stronger, um, the, 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 you know, he's got quick twitch, but the burst will come um, also. And, and then, you know, it's kind of like one of those guys we said before, the basic skill set is there. The, He's got a lot of stuff to his game. He's got a lot of stuff to his attitude on the floor. And, and the skill set's unbelievable. As he continues to layer the strength and the athleticism on top of that, which will come with his age, watch out. Another guy who two, three years from now, you know, he's already averaging what he's averaging. He's already first team all, all league and an all state guy and all that kind of stuff. He's already got that. But in three years, as he continues to layer the, the strength and the athleticism and stuff on top of where he's at, watch out because he could be an, a whole new player. Kudos to Charleston Southern for jumping on that early. But there you have it, the South Carolina 2021 class. Now, 
want to reiterate, there's a whole, there's there so many more players within the class to watch out for. This is the deepest class in South Carolina that's been had for a while. Um, but these are some names to watch out for. We kind of tiered it for you too. So we can, you know, so, so you can have an understanding, uh, you know, we're not doing rankings. We're not doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're doing it in tiers. So we did tier one, tier two, tier three, and then sleepers to kind of give you a little checklist and everything. Wanted to do this because in, in lieu of possibly not having an AAU period, we still want to bring exposure to these kids who, who have worked hard and more than deserve it. So take a look out. Please, guys, continue to check in at the Absolute Basketball Podcast. This is a, this is a rankings – not rankings. This is a, this is a uh, prospect discussion, we'll call prospect discussion um, about guys bringing to them but continue to check back on the podcast please uh if you haven't already go ahead and subscribe to the podcast go ahead and rank this thing five stars and leave in the comments below what you like about it who your favorite player is as a 2021 class in south carolina um you know we want to keep bringing you this stuff along with the interviews with the high level coaches along with the scouting interviews and all that kind of stuff um the nba uh draft interviews and everything we want to bring you prospects and players. We want to make sure that you know the best players to be watching for in this area. Um, you know, above all, despite our, our, our connections and um, despite all the, all, the, all the power players that we know, despite all that, we are scouts at heart. We are, we are talent evaluators at heart, and we, we, we pull uh, for the little guy. So, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that these guys in South Carolina get seen as well. Um, you know, it's coming around, the talent's there, and uh, we're excited to see what this year brings. But thank you all very much for tuning in. I am Jamie Shaw on the Absolute Basketball Podcast. Thank you guys very much.